Yeah. So I guess I should preface this by saying um, I took some psychedelic drugs over the weekend and kind of went down a rabbit hole long after my travel companion had gone to bed and he was like, please leave me alone. Um, I was on my phone reading about the strokes, reading about 9-11 and making connections. So there's this article in Noisy that I found, um, Vice Noisy. Uh, remember them, Vice, lol. Um, and the title is, After 9-11, we wanted the old NYC. Instead, we got the strokes. Subheadline, how a group of greasy-haired rich kids ushered in a renaissance to the New York rock scene by LARPing its iconic past. Spicy, Ooh, spicy, spicy. Words. Let's yeah, have so at it. That's good. So basically the thesis is the strokes only hit it big because 9-11 made people want to support New York. And, you know, the strokes were like a fucking I love New York shirt in the form of a band, as they said on that podcast, your favorite band sucks or whatever. Your favorite song sucks. Um, but I want to know, uh, would the people with Never Forget stickers on their cars really romanticize the era of New York City punk that the strokes did? Or perhaps... Maybe we're the strokes leaving a little trail of crumbs for, for the weird kids to find that we're here. Mm. I don't know. That's going to be a live question as we go. Okay. Keep it in mind. So, all right. I'm summarizing it because it's long. I'll read some quotes. You know, you know how this works. All right. So in the late 90s and the early 2000s, right, we remember the city was really being scrubbed up. Mm -hmm. We had Giuliani. We had the cabaret laws, you know, they were going after underground music, especially, you know, music made by queer people and people of color and the nightlife scene. Um, we had TV shows like Seinfeld, Friends, Sex in the City saying New York is great. It's all white people. There's no crime. There's no uh, and, and white people don't commit crimes, by the way, in this world. Um, it's it's all good come here with your white friends from the suburbs. Mm -hmm. So, well, was, don't, don't forget too, that, uh, when nine 11 happened, George Bush, the first thing he counseled Americans to do was don't be afraid and go shopping. And yeah, what better yeah. place to not be afraid and go shopping than the area around ground zero, yeah. go down to well, New York city and spend money at the Disney times square thing. Well, but before nine 11, they were trying to do this, but it wasn't working that well. The gentrification was not nearly moving as fast as they wanted it to. Um, you know, people could still afford to live here in many different neighborhoods, more or less. Um, so the Strokes come along in this scene, right? And they were rich kids. The only type of people who could actually afford to move to New York at this point in time. Didn't they literally uh, meet in a private school in uh, Switzerland or something? Yeah, they went to fucking private school in Switzerland. They went to private school in Manhattan. And, you know, like... I guess they're richer than the average um, bohemian suburbanite who came to New York. Like I'm thinking like Patti Smith, Lou mm. Reed, they all grew up pretty middle class, but you know, it's a different era. So <laughs> you gotta be a rich NYU kid. And they were really, they were aping these classic uh, 1970s street toughs. Yeah. Like, uh, like many, many bohemians before them, to be fair. The only track that seemed to remotely break from that theme and channel the politically charged ethos of the groups the Strokes were imitating, which, by the way, questionable, 
uh, was New York City cops. Yeah, like what were the politics of the Ramones? Fuck off. Uh, Casablancas would later describe it as, quote, an overtly political song written in response to the 1999 murder of Amadou Diallo, the 23-year-old Guinean immigrant who sold videos and gloves on 14th Street and was shot 41 times by four plainclothes NYPD officers. You'd never know that from the lyrics, though, which mostly concern a woman named Nina who was doing something or another in a bedroom, presumably not protesting against police brutality. All right. First of all, everybody who's ever heard that song knows that the catchiest line is New York City cops. They ain't that smart. Yeah. So 